0: Okay, everyone, this episode is a very special one. It's the only one-on-one conversation that I've had with one of the most important voices in film and television today. She's truly a rare talent. You might say a limited edition, which is why we partnered with Ciroc's newest limited edition, Ciroc Summer Citrus, to bring you this Juneteenth episode, a day which I truly think we should all celebrate. We wanted to keep this podcast episode as long as the summer days because my guest and dear friend, Regina King, that's right, you heard me, Regina King is always special, always compelling, always honest, always truly entertaining. And we came together to catch up and support each other as friends and colleagues. From one of my favorite people, Regina, to another one of my faves. Yeah, you know her. You love her. Of course, it's Stacey. We'll be back later to unpack my brunch with Regina and talk more about our personal Juneteenth celebrations and, as usual, probably just go ahead and crack each other up a whole lot. And now, please enjoy my brunch with the glorious Regina King. I am beyond thrilled to welcome to today's Bottomless Brunch an Oscar award-winning actress, a Golden Globe-nominated director, and who I lovingly call my wife Sharon. Welcome to Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's, Regina King. Hello, wife.
1: Hi, hubby. How are you? <laughs> it's
0: good. It's so good <laughs> to see you. It's so good to see you. It's
1: so good to see you.
0: Oh, thank you. Today's episode celebrates Juneteenth, and I want to talk about all that and what it means to you and so much more. But first, as my friend, how are you and how have you been?
1: I am doing okay. You know, as I, as I always say, I'm just trying to bend with the wind, you know, because the, the wind... wind. Blows so many different directions,
0: and we want to bend with it. So I
1: try to bend with it. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm, That's good. That's why you, because you always seem like no matter what. Because I know you're as busy. You're one of the busiest working people that I know. But yet still, wherever you are, you seem to be centered and grounded wherever you are. I mean, what what do you do? What do you? What do you do? What is your regimen? Do you meditate? Do you
1: work out? It's interesting coming from one of the busiest people that I know saying that I'm one, I'm one of the busiest people that they know because you are always writing or directing or acting or you're my doing soul sister. A, 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 we're doing the same a, a, thing.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to be a, yeah, yeah, trying to be yeah. in service to the world with our art. That's what we're doing. You know, I think Absolutely. that's why we connected Absolutely. like that. I think the, the moment we met, I believe it was like, it was on. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. It was okay. kind of like, yeah, I've known this. I've known this soul. Our souls have been connected for life. Now, maybe we are just meeting each other in this lifetime, mm-hmm. but I think that our souls have been connected for many lifetimes.
0: I feel that way too. I feel that way as well. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know how much I like to make sure everyone's taking care of themselves, eating good and all that stuff. So let's do some brunch. We're going to make a little cocktail and we're going to get into all of it. Cause I have a lot to talk to you about.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Let's have some brunch. All right. All right. Now, you know, a Juneteenth brunch is mostly red foods and drink. Why? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Some say it could be traced back to Yoruba and Asante celebrations that involved offering up the blood of animals or to the hibiscus flowers that have served as a base for teas in West Africa. All I know is that now barbecue is a priority as well as red velvet cake. <laughs> so um, let me show you what I brought the brunch and then, and then maybe you want to show me what you brought the brunch. I decided to just go for a red velvet cupcake, Regina. Look at that. I'm going straight to dessert. Oh. And I did some watermelon with some mint sprinkled on top and some raspberry and some strawberries. I decided to go fruity and dessert like for my Juneteenth.
1: Wow. Mm. Well, I I wish I had that um that bit of education. <laughs> I, I love, by the way, I love when I'm having a learning moment. And mm-hmm. I did not know that that's the food that was associated with Juneteenth. I mean, I guess just being an American girl that, mm-hmm. you know, where most of my family's from the South, mm-hmm. it's been barbecue.
0: Yeah, you know? so I think maybe that's maybe that's why we like barbecue so much. You know, there's so much red in barbecues, right? The, from the sauce sure. to the, <laughs> you know, you got to have a good salad. Yeah, to the meat, because
1: mm. a real barbecue, you haven't even, por- you haven't either pork or beef. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't don't invite me to no barbecue and say all you got is chicken and fish. That ain't no barbecue.
0: <laughs> OK, now I want to know <laughs> this. Are you a
1: pork rib
0: or a beef rib person?
1: I am a pork rib person.
0: Same here. I don't understand beef ribs. Yeah. They're too big. They're they're gamey. I don't understand you know. it. I don't like it. Any, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't play with that. Now,
1: I like short ribs. I you do like short ribs, short ribs yeah. but not like I, I've never had a barbecue short rib. I mean, that might exist, but I've never had a barbecue short rib. But as far as barbecue ribs I'm all about you know the baby back St. Louis style Come you on. know uh, um yeah
0: do you make ribs yourself do you know how to make ribs do you do a smoke I do be- I you do. do do you smoke them or do you grill it's
1: all about them? the dry rub dry oh okay rub. I grill them I start them on the grill and then I finish them in the oven
0: Oh, so you bad like that? You start them on the grill and then you fit. Okay, that's bad. That that's pretty bad. Yeah, I gotta try yeah. that. I always. I just somebody just told me actually. Actually, a, a friend of Niecy Nash's just told me that the thing I wasn't doing for a long time is adding mustard. I should put mustard on it first. Do you mm. do that?
1: Because
0: it, it softens the I meat.
1: I can see that. I don't do that, but I do put a little dry must uh, dry mustard is in my dry rub. Okay, so that must so, be a, but so that yeah.
0: helps to get it, get it tender. And I also do a little vinegar and yeah. stuff like that. You know, boom. All right, we got our brunch taken care of, um, and now let's make a cocktail. How about that? Or a mocktail too, we can do either one. All right, good.
1: You know I'm always down for a cocktail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Since Juneteenth is all about red food and drink, we cooked up a special cocktail for today. It's a Ciroc Summer Citrus Sunrise. Ooh, and I challenge you all to say that five times fast. Go ahead, do it, I'll wait. Ah, you messed up, okay. It's got that burst of citrus flavor that feels so right for summer and a nice deep red that makes for a perfect Juneteenth cocktail. Of course, you can find the recipe for the Ciroc Summer Citrus Sunrise over at amc.com brunch. And my friends, be sure to drink responsibly. All right. Cheers to you, my love. Cheers. Would you give us a toast? We need a toast out here. Give us a toast.
1: Okay. To family? Yeah. To friends and that true connections never end.
0: True connections never end. Cheers. Cheers. Mm.
1: Happy Juneteenth.
0: Happy Juneteenth. So Regina, what did you bring for brunch?
1: So I I did not know about the uh, origin of food for Juneteenth, but I do have berries.
0: Beautiful. Antioxidants. A mix of berries,
1: strawberries. Good. Mm -hmm. I have um, a couple hard-boiled eggs because you can't go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Bacon. I don't need turkey bacon. What's the point of turkey bacon? What's the point? I don't mean that. that, See, I said that we've been together for many, 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 many many lifetimes. (laughs) Yes, we Yes, what is the point?
0: What's the point? I'm like, stop playing with bacon. And and then an English muffin. Oh, perfect. Good. That's going to be good. We can eat and drink and enjoy all this while we get it started. All right, okay, Regina, I'm going to go down memory lane with you today, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've noticed about you is how much you're able to embody characters who are so much not like you. Now, be it Marcy Tidwell and Jerry Maguire, compared to playing all sorts of agents and officers in Southland or Watchmen, playing multiple characters on American Crime, voicing both the Freeman brothers on the boondocks, and the one I always think about that is so different from the woman that I know, is Aisha in Poetic Justice. What drew you to that character?
1: She reminded me of one of my friends. Hmm. I had done Boys in the Hood and John was working on his um, next film. He had just finished writing it. Columbia, Sony, um, at the time, was um, uh, they had already given him the green light to do mm-hmm. it. And he told me, you know, I, I want you to be in my next film. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know? And he's like, yeah. but you have to audition. And I was like, oh, what? yeah. Like, <laughs> but, okay. you know, hey, you know, right. it's part of the game. And so when I read the script, he gave me the script. And when I read the script, something about her just reminded me of my friend, Kim. And I felt like, you know, I, I don't know about you, Coleman, but oftentimes with the characters... One, I'm building a backstory. It may not be in the dialogue or anything, but I'm building a backstory so that I've created the rules of Aisha in this case. So, you know, are her parents in her life? Is Mm -hmm. she from a single parent home or, you know, what school did she go to? You know, all of those. I mean, all the way down to when did she lose her virginity? Now, these aren't like the questions that I apply To every character's backstory, but with Aisha, it was really kind of specific to, you know, being young, uh teenager in LA, you know? Yeah. And so some of the dialogue just reminded me of just Kim and just how guys used to get so pissed at her because she could bag on them. She could, you know, you know, when a guy always tries to, you know. Act like he's smart or whatever. Kim would always chop him down, you know, and, 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 and make them him feel less than. And I just remember, I used to be like, oh my God, Kim is going to
0: get herself hurt. Right, but she was strong. But see, that's what I love. She I feel was like strong. we, we don't usually it see like, characters At like, At like that. Is. Right, we don't usually see characters like that on film or in TV because I think that you know. But I, what I love, I always go back to that because I felt like you still made her very complex. And she just wanted i don't know she was a young girl finding her voice and being strong out there she's strong and wrong but she was actually right a lot of times when she would just say it she just didn't have any tact yeah and i remember when i first saw that movie i thought oh my god they wrote that based on my sister when I tell you that was my sister, Avery, I'm, I swear to God, I was everything about her. I'm like, oh, she seems familiar. I said, she's still waiting for her royalties. I'm like, that's my sister. <laughs> and, I, and I know you have one sister. Did you ever want a brother growing up?
1: Absolutely. I have. I actually had um, three sisters, but I only grew up with one, okay. my sister, Raina, who, who you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I always wanted a brother, but I had quite a few Men in my life, boys in my life that were like brothers. And then my cousins, my mother's brother, my uncle Willie had two sons and my mom had two girls. So while we were in always in two different cities, we always (laughs) talked like we were brothers and sisters. So it was like Lawrence was born, (laughs) then I was born, then Tony was born and then Raina was born. Right. And so um, we, we always had that. Oh, good.
0: Good. Now, okay. I brought up Poetic Justice because of that family reunion scene, because that made me think of Juneteenth celebrations. And I think I went went back and looked at it and I said it was the Johnson family reunion. Uh, There was red T-shirts, red drinks and barbecue aplenty. And Tupac said, he said, we're all family, especially when it comes to barbecue. I wanted to know what are some special memories from working on that film? Uh, Did you know that that would be a cultural landmark that it was? Did you know that when you were filming it, that this was something unique and that will stand the test of time?
1: No, I don't think I did know that because I think, mm-hmm. you know, Poetic Justice was not too long after Boys in the Hood. Right. And, you know, Boys in the Hood, you know, they 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 use that film. They show that in like anthropology classes in yeah. other countries like that, that film. So it hadn't reached that level yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, do, I did know the impact that John's stories uh, had because of just the way, one, Boys in the Hood was received. Right. And two, because it had such a great reception, because it done so well, it actually opened the doors for many other films like it or that had stories in that space, you know, like, you know, A Menace to Society and a lot of these other films that are our classics, you know, Boys in the Hood kind of opened the door and put the wedge in and left it open.
0: Right, but also with Poetic Justice. So when I was, I went back to look at it the other night and I saw, again, I was like, it has Tupac in it. Janet Jackson has you, it has Maya Angelou. I mean, there's so many, um, I think people who are part of the- Q-tip as well. I mean, that's extraordinary. That's an, an extraordinary world right there. And I think, do you have any any memories? Anything that jumps out at you that you think, oh, that was a beautiful moment between, I don't know, oh, Maya absolutely. or Tupac? I mean, yeah, you know,
1: the us. fact that you, you know, when you go down memory lane and you think about all of those names, I mean, even like Lori Petty was in that film. Billy oh my Zane God, that's right. That that's film. right. Yeah. Yeah. And all of us did not have the regard that we have now, you yeah. know, except for Janet. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I mean, I guess my fondest memories are probably with Pop, because Mm. probably because he's not here anymore. And that was the beginning of just a relationship that was going to be a friend for life. You know, long after Poetic Justice, I remember... um, One Christmas, my family and I, we were, I was in, every Christmas I always go to Cincinnati. And so, Pac and I, you know, we wanted our mothers to meet. Mothers had never gotten a chance to meet each other. So, um, I was like, we're, we're going to drive down to Atlanta because he was living in Atlanta at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we drove down and Afaini and my mother got a chance to meet each other and we spent time together and this, Sister Setua um, just had a baby and, mm. you know, I just think about that I would have never known when I think of the, the first day I'd ever seen Tupac, which was uh, in real life, which was long before Poetic Justice, that it was gonna turn into the um, beautiful friendship that we were gonna have. I never would have thought that. And even when our first day- What was he like? What was he like? He was one of those um, people that you appreciate because, one, they always say what's on their mind. Right. Sometimes, you know, people receive that as being abrasive. Mm-hmm. I always am one of those people that I see that as saving time. But it's not always re- received, um, you know, um Well by everyone, but most people that that knew Pac, you know, appreciated that side of him. He was definitely one of those people that very much owned the fact that just because I feel like this on Tuesday... Don't expect me to be acting on next (laughs) Tuesday the way I was last Tuesday. That was last Tuesday. I know I said that. I don't mean that anymore.
0: (laughs) 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 Right. I get it. I get it.
1: (laughs) I really, you know, appreciated that about him.
0: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Going back down memory lane again to a very different favorite of mine. I wanted to ask you a question that I wanted to know for a long time. Who decided on that mushroom hairdo that you wore in 227?
1: Well, see, <laughs> now, <laughs> I wouldn't call 227 a mushroom hairdo. It wasn't a mushroom hairdo? I would call my hair in Higher Learning a mushroom hairdo. It that was, was a
0: full mushroom. That was Oh, that was full. A full, full blunt mushroom.
1: mushroom. Yeah, a full, like, literally legit mushroom. What was the character's name in 227? What was her name? Yeah, it was Brenda. Brenda. Now, Brenda had
0: the oh, she, But hers was like, it was a... Uh, what, what do you call it? A sausage curl? A feather? Is that
1: right? Yeah, I have my hair feathered?
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is, is hair very hair a very important decision in your characters as well?
1: Well, you know, Marla really allowed. You know, I, I was a teenager. I'm playing mm. a teenager, and I am a teenager. It wasn't one of those situations where you have an adult that looks really young playing a teenager, which happens. That used to happen a lot back in the day. If anyone, like, watched 227 and really they had the patience to watch all the way from 14 to 19. Wow. I went through a lot of hair transitions, just like you do as a teenager. You know, yeah. went from, you know, the bangs that you would roll like that. Uh-huh. To, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to actually getting my hair cut and doing uh-huh. my feather. hmm hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they used to call it um, when you do the feather and it would meet in the back. We would call it, uh, and this was like, and I'm oh. saying this as a compliment, a booty in the back. I'm going to get the booty in the back. <laughs> so you get your hair feathered till it meets. You get, Like, you would actually ask for that when you go get your hair cut. I, I want like the booty. booty in I in want back. my booty in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, want a feather. I want a feather with the booty in the back. Because you could have two different feathers. It could be the feather that feathers all the way out to the booty right. in the back where it meets, or... Feather, we're just like it's feathered from here to here, and then the back just hangs straight. Okay,
0: come on now. I love it. See, now that's a whole detail to a character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Here's a question that everyone wants to know, and I'm, I'm telling everyone, they've 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 sent me messages on Twitter, you name it. They all want to know how was it working with me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, he I. <laughs> <laughs> he you
0: know, he's alright. He shows
1: up, he hits his marks, he's silly. <laughs> I mean, one of the, just honestly, and I'm not saying this just because you're here, but it's it's like, um, like pop. I, I had no idea that our connection would be as strong as it is and that mm-hmm. I would have a lifetime friendship, fam- I, I mean, family, you know, yeah. I feel like with you um, I do know that I have been a fan of yours for so long prior to that I went into it with a little bit of trepidation because I've and I think a lot of people have experienced this someone that you that you really um, respect their work or really a fan and then you meet them and you know sometimes you're disappointed yeah. so you kind of get to this place where uh, I, I would rather just not meet them than right. to be disappointed. Right. I would like to have my idea in my head right. and
0: keep that. of right. who they
1: are. When Barry was like, you know, I was like, who's going to play? Joe. Joe, right. I need to know who's going to be Joe, you know? And he said, Coleman Domingo. And I mm. was like, <gasps> and he was like, you good with that, sis? I was like, Barry, Coleman, Domingo? And then I said, <laughs> please tell me he's and then, and then I said, please tell me he's cool. Mm. Right, <laughs> Cause, right, because yeah, you like, want to know that, he too? Like, yeah. 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 Well, that's how I yeah. felt. And he the, said he's a the, good cat. Oh,
0: man. Well, that's what I felt about meeting you as well. I was just like, I really I just hoped I had a lot of hope because I admired you for so many years. And I think we met we met one time through someone at like one of those um, one of these night before parties or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's Regina. We, we met. And that was nice. And then when I found out I was going to be your husband, I was like, I just wanted things I've, I, I really prayed on. I was like, I just want things to be easy for us to really have a great way of working. And when I tell people, and I tell people over and over, I said, it was easy working with Regina. We just we just vibed and we just made it happen. It just felt like we were yeah. always Sharon and Joe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was, it was not know. a lot of decisions you had to make. You know, we did our own research and work and we talked about a few things, but then we just let it flow. And I think that's what, that's what I knew. I was like, oh, this is family for life because we're, yeah. we're vibing in the same yeah. place. Yeah.
1: Like when I tell people that um, it's a super duper scene, that, you know, it starts with us dancing in the mirror. Yeah. People can't believe that that was not something that was scripted. And right. I was like, no. I said, the Coleman and I was just dancing in the mirror <laughs> and Tayana was in the back. Y'all nasty. <laughs> and it, I was, it was just, and, yeah, and Barry just, just was rolling the cameras and we were just being family and, and yeah. just being, you know, uh, Sharon and Joe and Ernestine. You know, yeah. that's what we were we were being, but we were also being Coleman, Regina, you yeah. know, and Tiana, because we, we, we all just connected, man. We yeah. all connected.
0: I, I count that as truly one of the most um, beautiful experiences of my career, working with you yeah. and working with yeah. that oh. company, the Field Street Talk. Talk. Really, it is the most, the dearest thing in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Regina.
1: Thank you. I
0: have a question for you. What do you see as your responsibility as a storyteller?
1: Hmm, it's interesting. I'm going to answer that question in two ways. First thought that came to my mind is to just be honest for two reasons, because that's what an audience deserves. And two, if you start something from a place that's not genuine, you you can't keep up with it because you're trying to keep up with a lie, to be quite honest, you know? But then the other part to that is, and I think I kind of discovered this as of recently, you and I had a conversation on the phone, I guess last year, man, and recognizing that in a conscious what place, I feel like subconsciously I've always been there, but mm-hmm. consciously knowing that I was put on this earth. One of the 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 thing, reasons that God put me on this earth was to tell honest stories. That's where where I express myself as an artist. That's how I express my love for the earth. That's how I express my love for people. That's how I embrace the um, positive and the negative is through storytelling. And I Mm -hmm. did not really truly understand that till we had that conversation last year it's like it was always there but when we had that conversation I was in Santa Fe I think you may have I think you were in LA
0: yeah Um, I was in LA and I called you up yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and and it's just Mm. interesting that we have you know films out uh now in this space that um reflect that sentiment
0: yeah thank you I have um, a silly question for you. And this is something I like to ask once in a while. What is your favorite fairy tale
1: character and why? Oh. Right? Good. What is your favorite fairy tale character, Regina? You were supposed to send this question ahead of time. <laughs> I haven't thought about a fairy tale. Hmm. Hmm. What's coming to mind right now? Cinderella, Snow White.
0: Uh, princess Tiana, Princess and the Frog. You
1: know, I, I think I would honestly say the Princess Tiana just because she's black. And she's the first time I'd ever seen a princess or a fairy tale character that was black. So I guess it would have to be Princess Tiana. I think the reason why that doesn't come didn't come to mind quickly is because I was an adult yeah. by the time that came out. But... I was sitting here, like, trying to think. I was like, fairy tale character. Who's a favorite?
0: That's you know something, that because you, you thought you, you were, what were you about to say?
1: <laughs> Pinocchio. <What>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why, because when he lies, his nose gets big? So, so he needs to tell the truth more often? All right, Pinocchio. Yeah. Let's stick with Pinocchio, all right? <laughs> Pinocchio and Princess Pinocchio Tiana.
1: and Princess The <laughs> Perfect. Which one it. between the two? If it was between the two, I got to go with Princess Tiana. But I was just, when you asked me, I was thinking, that's, that's what came to my mind. I remember as a kid thinking, ooh, if you lie, your nose going to grow. You
0: lie, your nose going to grow. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Back to my conversation with Regina King. I'm going to wrap this up with a question to you about Juneteenth. Is there an ancestor that you'd like to give honor to today before we part? Oh. You can give it to a few if you
1: want. I mean, I think he was American born. I could be wrong. But he spent most of his time here. um, If he wasn't. But he's just been coming up a lot in conversation. And I realized just how powerful his beliefs were and how much they made an impact. But I guess Marcus Garvey oh, is yeah. coming up in conversation quite a bit. I've been meeting a lot of Garveyites okay. lately, okay. And there, and I know he was a very controversial leader for some, mm-hmm. but his desire to um, build us as a black people without yes. the need of any other people without having to build
0: ourselves build out. ourselves exactly. is build what, from within yeah. in our families as well.
1: It yeah. was was quite powerful and it, it it's it still uh lives on and and so he came to my mind. That's great. First,
0: I'm going to look up some more Which Marcus Garvey. I know about Marcus Garvey's what what he stood for and what he's done, but I feel like I want to do a deeper dive now. And just like um I've been doing a deeper dive with Toni Morrison because she's been coming up a lot lately, too. Mm. Toni Morrison's writing. Also, James Baldwin is always on the tip mm-hmm. of my tongue. And I feel like I like to honor those ancestors because through their literary works, they really do try to tell us a fullness of who we are in our experience in America. Yes. And I think that we, we go to them over and over again as touchstones to remind us who we are, what we come from, what the systems are in the world, what we're fighting against, and how we can rise above all of it. That's what I think is, you know. Absolutely. I think Marcus Garvey, Tony Morrison, Toni Morrison James, James Baldwin.
1: Baldwin. Yeah, th- those are those are great ones. And then the thing about uh, uh, James Baldwin and Tony Morrison is uh, it's just a perfect example and reminder that writers are artists and how powerful yeah. art is in expanding the mind. Writer artists are... They do something that is so, and you and you are one of them, my friend. Thank you. Something that is so terrifying for a lot of us, this, looking at that blank piece of paper or now that blank computer screen and exposing yourself. Yeah. And it just lasts for forever.
0: I think that's the, that's the work that impacts me the most, writers. Yeah. Regina, you know what? I think and I hope and I wish that, I don't know, many years down the line, many, many years, many, many, many years, that two people were having a conversation honoring some ancestors that have had a great impact on our culture, on our humanity. And I hope they mention our names because I think we're both out there trying to do the work to forward humanity. And I count you as a sister and we go shoulder to shoulder doing this work. I love you and I thank you for being my friend, for being an incredible human and for doing the work that you do on all platforms. We see you, we love you, we admire you. And uh, thank you for joining me for brunch today, Regina.
1: Thank you, Coleman Domingo, Mm. King of Bingo.
0: Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I love you so much. And um, (laughs) if you'd like to give some words to the people out there, give them some hope out there for Juneteenth.
1: Give them some hope. Whatever you want, whatever's in your heart. Whatever you do, do it with grace.
0: Whatever you do, do it with grace. You heard it from my friend Regina, you guys. Happy Juneteenth. Bye bye.
1: Happy Juneteenth.
0: <laughs> and now I'm joined by my best friend, Stacey, to get some of her thoughts and reactions to this brunch. Hey, Stacey.
2: Hey, hey there. How are you?
0: Good. How are you? You sound bright and perky this morning.
2: Do I? Do I sound perkier than my normal Philly, like, hey? <coughs>
0: No, that's what I'm saying. You sound like perky for your oh, Philly I, version. Oh, okay.
2: So, so I sound yeah. normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's normal. So that's what, just, just so our, our listening audience knows that, to remind them that that's the way you pick up the phone with me. It's never <laughs> enthusiastic. So. Like, yeah, hello, hey. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so hello, hey. How did you like this episode? I was oh with my, my main God. girl.
2: It was awesome. It
0: was awesome. Yeah, well, I, what was awesome about it? Tell me more about myself.
2: I don't know. It's just good to see. I don't know. When I logged on and I saw her face, I was like, oh, my God, Regina King, you know. And I was just thinking, I was like, no, I'll be so mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely a fan uh, of Regina King. But um, she looked, oh, she looked great, of course. She always looks amazing. And, you know, as you guys were talking I just forgot about all the things that she was in and all the projects and movies that she has done, you know, until you all started going through it. Like I totally forgot about poetic justice and totally really? forgot about, I mean, I kidding? knew she was in it, but I haven't seen these things in so long that, you know, I was just like, Oh my God, I forgot she was in po- poetic justice and poison the hood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's been in such, I mean, I, I what I thought was fascinating because what I like to do usually a couple of days before we go on Bottomless Brunch, I like to do another pass at a deep dive, Googling, researching to make sure that there's some very interesting questions that maybe they're not asked about, you know, by every interviewer. And so right. that's why I went into like, I, once I get into Poetic Justice, I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked at clips and I was like, that's right. Maya Angelou was in there. Right. Janet, right. Like, and those really braids, just, like,
2: you know, the, the braids uh, that they all wore just became like a staple right. in our community. The big box braids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And suddenly it's, oh, yeah. It's a staple now. Before it was like, really, I don't know, indicative of a certain kind of woman in our culture. Yeah, I thought, yeah. So I don't know. That's why I wanted to like go down. I was like, she's done so much. That's why I wanted to go down memory lane with her
2: yeah it's no for sure it was definitely good to see her and then you know she brought up 227 and she was talking about marla gibbs who actually noah so for your listeners i know we've mentioned you know my noah a bunch of times so he is my son (laughs) and he adores you as you clearly i mean Adores Coleman Domingo, well, Uncle Jay, as he affectionately, you know, calls him. One of the for few Jason, people, name Jason. Yes, one of the few people in the world who's able to actually call him a term of endearment, Uncle Jay. But um he was actually sitting next to Marla Gibbs when we went to the premiere of If Street Could Talk, and so he was sitting next to him. And he's a great picture of sitting between you and Regina King. Um, and she's kind of leaning on him. So, you know, that kind of made his whole entire teenage life, right? You know, she's leaning <laughs> on him in this really you know, <laughs> sexy way. And so he he's just thinks he's the man with that picture. So
0: <laughs> were there some things that surprised you about that conversation with Regina?
2: No, not at all. I thought she was, you know, she's very authentic. Um, she has always come across as being somebody who is real and authentic and, you know, shoots from the hip. So there was there was nothing about her or um, you know, her personality or anything that I was surprised about um at all. I mean, I was just kind of listening to her, you know, she what something I thought was interesting was she said, you know, that she has sisters and no brothers and that's kind of my situation, right? I don't have any brothers. I just have two sisters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, just a you know <laughs> little known <laughs> history fact, <Right>. but <pathway>. so, <laughs> it's yeah.
0: something." So, Regina, so um, the thing I've always I, I, that's why I made the comment about my sister Avery on the episode right. as well because I thought that she reminds you of your sister, your cousin, somebody because oh, yeah. of a- authenticity, Absolutely. and that's what I thought was um, I think that's why she's been doing it and doing it so well for so long in our industry because you you recognize her. You're like, oh, that's my that's my cousin, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I wanted the conversation to feel like that too, because she was just, um I don't know, I thought that she was, uh, I've, I've seen her on in different interview shows and stuff like that, and she felt more of her authentic self. I'm not gonna say that's because of me, but it just felt like, you know, I think the idea of like having someone over to brunch, I try to steer the questions towards, less towards their, you know, promoting anything, and yeah. like, to get to get a sense of like who they really are, you know what I mean. I feel like that's what really—I don't know. I know that that's what I want when I'm being interviewed. I'm like, otherwise, you get stuck saying the same thing over and over again. Like, oh, how was it? And they, when you know the answer, they're like, oh, yeah. they want you to say, oh, it was fantastic. You know?
2: Yeah. No. No. It was. It was definitely a very cool, you know, kind of down to earth conversation, which was, um, which is great. Yeah. You did put her on the spot, and you were like, so tell me how it was, you know, working with me. <laughs> I was like, poor thing. She's probably like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> but I, so I have a question. So I, and then just, I was like, am I mishearing? So you were, were talking about Juneteenth? Yeah. Okay, so can you tell me how we got to the whole barbecue food connection thing with Juneteenth? I'm like, why is that the
0: focus? When most people do a deeper dive with with Juneteenth, you realize that actually the standard for Juneteenth and its celebrations are like, you know, celebrating with red food, red drink, wearing red.
2: I learned something new. Yeah, you you didn't know that. I did not know that. I I was completely confused. I was like, what are they talking about? You know, and I'm thinking it's Juneteenth. Something. I'm like, end of slavery. I'm like, not thinking about barbecue, food, red food. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I want
0: to know your relationship to Juneteenth as well, like growing up, because I feel like it was something that we we understood. It was a celebration, but it wasn't as a popular celebration. Am I right?
2: It wasn't at all. I mean, I don't remember ever celebrating that in growing up. That's kind of been something new. I mean, I don't know that I've ever technically started celebrating. I mean, like, where there's like, we're going to have a celebration. I mean, of course, we celebrate the date. We
0: commemorated it, but we didn't. Yes, we
2: commemorate it. Right. So we know what it is and we acknowledge that and we're grateful and, you know, for, for what it means. But we never had, you know, a Juneteenth celebration like in my home or even in the neighborhood that I remember. You know, um, certainly. So I was really confused.
0: been very recent in terms of like celebrating because I do feel it feels weird to to celebrate and more about commemorate. Or and you're right that moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But um, yeah. I was I was totally confused when y'all started talking about food <laughs> as related to Juneteenth. I was like, I have no idea what's going on.
0: Here. I mean, that didn't just make you hungry. I mean i mean we were talking about delicious it food just,
2: it, you were and it just kind of it was just interesting you know um
0: what else confused you
2: what else confused me
0: yeah or confounded you
2: whatever. nothing way. that was it i was you know I, I was i felt a little more connected to regina also because she had bacon on her plate for brunch and i was like yes bacon makes everything better so she had bacon
0: so you, you about the barbecue, but not the bacon.
2: I, I wasn't. No. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, I would eat that brunch with the fruit and the bacon. And I think she had a muffin or English muffin or something. But I was like, okay, that, that brunch works. That's a very. <laughs> Did you like mine? Yes. I, I liked your brunch. You always got to be so sophisticated. Well, what, what, what's wrong with that? We, we really have to,
0: again, we have to unpack this for you. Oh
2: my goodness. Why, why, just, why do you think it's I don't the understand.
0: things? Why do you think it's extra though?
2: I don't know. It's not basic like fruit and bacon.
0: (laughs) You don't want me to be basic. The world doesn't want
2: that. You actually basic. You are talking about basic. You were dressed very basic. I was like, wait a minute. Did he like just kind of (laughs) wake up and throw? I have never seen you in something like that. Just just Plain vanilla sweater, like nothing, no fluff. You were shocked. I was shocked. And that's one thing that I also will wrap back around that you have... um, that Noah has picked up from you is the whole shirt open to the navel with the big medallion the whole Tom Jones look. (laughs) (laughs) He has definitely picked that up. And I'm like, can you button your shirt? You're good. I'm like, can you button your shirt?
0: No, you got you got to you know he he works out. He's a fitness guy, Noah, my my man Noah. And you got to show. I feel like it's important to show a little bit. I think you just, is that what it's you Inspiring think? people, yeah. It's it's inspiring people to uh, okay. be fit. It's about fitness. It's not about
2: okay. Fitness. As he walked out to the house today in a Lakers jersey with like no t shirt on underneath, I'm like, okay, everybody knows you have muscles. Put your shirt on. Put your jacket <laughs> on. Put some clothes on.
0: But you're you're speaking from a mother. But but <sighs> but you know, I think the people want me to you know show a little skin.
2: Okay, well, you give it to him. You give it to him. But I, when I saw this, I was like, okay, with the very basic red sweater and the Joe Cool, Joe Cool glasses, sunglasses. I was like, all right, okay. I, never I
0: wore the red and in- red for
2: Juneteenth house. and the red clothes. Now it all makes sense. I had no idea of any of it.
0: Well, so you were in the dark the entire episode,
2: basically, totally not understanding what was going on. So you are. All- <laughs> I was like, we need to talk about this. Because I'm like, what is the connection here? But now I see.
0: Now, how would you rate this shirt? Well, I guess maybe I, I got my answer already. How would you rate this shirt compared to the other shirts? Because you made a comment on my fashion. You wanted to talk about that. Remember?
2: Yes, yes. No, I'm saying it was this. You just had on a red sweater, didn't you? Just had on the red sweater. It was very basic. Was, uh, I'd recommend. Of course it was. <laughs> I, you know, I, since we couldn't see any labels, it just looked like a red sweater. Could have been from Sears. But wow. Um, Okay, Wow. <laughs>
0: It's been really nice having you on this podcast. But,
2: you know, um, I didn't know you no, would
0: you leave so abruptly in the middle of the
2: <laughs> No, so I'm just saying that, you know, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, you look handsome, but it was just interesting, you know, because I'm always looking for the fashion because you always bring it.
0: It's what you call slight judgment
2: that's not judgment oh my god you that's think so judgy. i'm so not judgy
0: really wait that that can't be a statement coming from you just that's so you know. a statement that, not, coming
2: from me i'm so not episode judgy.
0: five of this season um i think that our, our audience has realized how judgy you are baby.
2: i'm not <laughs> <laughs> just, i'm not judgy the other thing that i thought was funny was regina had everything she needed right in her reach like she pulled out a machete basically to cut that arm <laughs> and she just kind of turned and like had this huge knife and turned and had this and turned like she wouldn't didn't move out her seat she had everything in reach which was I hilarious so, that's me. the director
0: in her and she's like i've been around i know i know how this goes so i'm not playing you not. <laughs> she's like you're not gonna catch me i got it oh. she did pull out everything
2: she pulled out <laughs> everything <laughs> All right. She just turned around and just pulled this out this drawer and turned and pulled that out that drawer and I was that Her was kitchen is awesome too.
0: It was beautiful, right?
2: The beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I always looking at the backgrounds too.
0: I know you are. That's why I wanted stuff. to ask you about it. Because I know you're looking at everyone's setup. I think that's I, what uh, I love the most. So when people were just with with a white background with a little plant or something like that, not not to judge anyone, but I'm like, I'm like, no, I know you I know there's more there. Don't don't you gotta show me a little bit more. I wanna get into that house
2: yeah no for sure and everybody has you know kind of been like in their kitchen or dining room or something like that um yeah so her you know, her kitchen is beautiful
0: where would, where would you film this if we wanted to see your face
2: where will i be when i have my opportunity to be on the zoom thing
0: yes basically where <laughs> which you is be? coming yeah where, where, where will you be where will you be She's i will be us. in my
2: office okay in my newly decorated home office
0: Okay, beautiful. Okay, so Which when I that like. happens, well, I'm when gonna, that
2: happens, very soon next season. No, <laughs> I
0: have a question for you, and this is coming from um, TJ. TJ wrote this. So I have nothing to do with this one. Oh boy, TJ, you guys remember <laughs> is one of our producers who who, who writes wonderful stuff. Yes, um, that I, I spew. Okay, what resonates <laughs> with Coleman and Stacy about Regina's philosophy of "I'm just trying to bend with the wind"? What resonates with you?
2: Just with that statement?
0: Yeah. When she said, I'm just trying to bend with the wind.
2: You're just trying to go with the flow, right? You're just trying to have survive. Have been doing that? I have. Yeah. I think everybody's been doing that with the pandemic, you know, um, just trying to get to the other side, right? Yeah. Just trying to get to the other side. And, you know, I think we're all... I was joking with some friends yesterday that, you know, I got all these COVID curves now and things like that. But just, you know, showing some grace with yourself and some forgiveness with yourselves and others, just because everybody is really going through it. Yeah. Just as it relates to the pandemic. But just, I think, in just speaking about life in general, you do learn that there are so many things that you can't control. And you just kind of go with the flow, you know, mm-hmm. um, you take things as they come and mm-hmm. one day at a time. And, you know, that's, I think, how you have to deal with things to um, avoid being or becoming overwhelmed, Yeah. because I think it's very easy to do that. So that's what I thought of when she said, you know, been like, and I just, you know, hey, just (laughs) we're going over here. We're doing this. This is working. This isn't working. You know, just keep it moving. You know, that's really all you can do and not get stuck. What about you?
0: you know what? I just uh, talked to my niece, Shonda last night about sort of about this in a way about telling her, cause she said, you know, she was sitting in her car, getting some takeout for her daughters and all that. And she was telling me how overwhelmed she's felt like she's been, you know, she's trying to be a superwoman at times, you know, being sure. a mother and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, you just have to really take it. You know, she she was like, I have anxiety and I think my high blood pressure, all that. I'm like, well, you have to know that you have to figure out how to just put one foot in front of the other. That's it. Yep. You can't think about the whole picture of it because it'll wear you out and send you to bed. So right. I guess maybe what I was trying to tell her, you got to just bend with the wind and go with it and just day by day, moment by moment and deal with what's in front of you. Cause that's all we can do. I think that's what I've learned in this pandemic.
2: No, for sure. And that's actually a lesson. My mom, you know, I remember her telling me a couple of times in my life once when i was um a senior in college and i was taking like 21 credits or something and i was just like oh my god i have so much to do i have so many things papers this and then she was like one day at a time, one day at a time, one assignment at a time, right? And that's Mm -hmm. how you'll get through it. And that is how I got through it. And then again, you know, she said something similar after I had Noah and I'm, you know, single parent and I had a new home and, you know, I was used to, um, a certain structure that I didn't have anymore. You know, when you have a child and a house and, you know, it's, everything is different. And, you know, she was like, you can't do everything, right? You just can't do everything. So some things are going to have to go by the wayside. You're not going to be able to clean every day like you might, you know, you might have done before. You're not going to be able to wash clothes every Sunday. Like you're going to have to do it as it comes and that's it and be okay with that. So I think that's the other piece of it is you have to be okay with one not being okay, (laughs) right? Yeah, And be okay with um, just, going with the flow and and understanding and realizing that you're not going to be able to do everything. And that's all right. Like it'll get done eventually, but just not maybe in the normal course. But um, Mm -hmm. that's just a lesson I think everybody has had to swallow in the last Mm -hmm. year because we weren't in control of anything. And um, we just, again, having to show grace with ourselves and forgiveness with ourselves, just again, just to be able to get to the other side.
0: Stacey, I didn't know we would get to this this place to of grace and forgiveness. That's a beautiful way to end this episode. I think. I think that's a great thing message to put out into the world and for yourself and for others. And that's a great way to celebrate Juneteenth, right? Grace, forgiveness,
2: moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But one funny thing before we go, you were asking her um, the questions about the fairy tale character and the ancestors. I was like, ooh, those are hard. Oh my god, that
0: stumped her. That stumped her. She was like, wait, what?
2: That's hard. You didn't answer that. Did you answer that?
0: No. That okay. I, I'm the interviewer. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw it on you. I'm going to stump you. You can't ask people questions like that. Like that set her off. And I not didn't set her off, but it really threw her for a loop. So I thought about it and I was like, I think for me, it would be Snow White. What? <laughs> no, I want you to guess why it might be Snow White for me, knowing who I am.
0: And <laughs> you like to sleep? What? Wait, what does she do? <laughs>
2: Well, that too. I didn't even think about that part of her, because <laughs> I'm good for sleep. It's just the fact that you know there was all these guys. Was her and all these guys? I was like, that's the kind of girl. There's a
0: lot to interpret with that. Okay, so I'm just going to leave it there. And who is mine? You want me to, to tell you who mine yes, is? Yes, I do. <sighs> now I'm thinking about it. I think it will See? have to be. Um, you know what? I think the um, what's his name from uh, Rumpelstiltskin Oh boy, who who needs his stuff? Who who <laughs> who gets her with, for a pot of gold or some stuff? He, he's like, he, remember with Rumpel Stillskin with the, the little Rumble
2: Stillskin? That's the, hilarious. <laughs> the little troll. I'm like, what? You really went back? I'm like, Rumpel Stillskin had to think about who the hell it was. <laughs> God,
0: this is terrible. Anyway, we'll, we'll discuss more about our favorite uh, fairy tale characters over the <laughs> next. Bottomless bunch of Coleman's the podcast. How about that? <laughs> uh,
2: well, okay,
0: okay. Well, this has been wonderful. This has been fun. It's um, um. You sound a bit more enthusiastic as we end this call than you did at the beginning. <laughs> and I'm thankful and grateful for it. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on my presentation.
0: Let's see what happens on the next podcast, you guys. Let's see how she picks up. We'll all right? see
2: where Let's we go. We'll see what happens.
0: We'll see what happens. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for an extended bottomless bunch of Coleman's. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Please drink responsibly. Presented by Ciroc Summer Citrus. Made with vodka, infused with orange and other citrus flavors. 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Ciroc Distilling Company. New York, New York.